Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the Why the fuck is this talking to me? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Midfly Brawl. Any tip break can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Still up in Queensland, you're with your mates, actually. Yeah, all my mates. You hang around with all mates. my mates. Your mate, Excellent. your mate. They're all here. <laughs> you been out egging yet? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Haven't been out egging yet. I'm waiting for a uh, for an invite from Anastasia Palaszczuk. All right, <laughs> yeah, I can. She'd go out egging. That'd be the best. Imagine the premier getting caught egging. Fuck, it'd be good. If it was ever going to happen, it'd, it'd... Oh, maybe Northern Territory, I reckon. Northern Territory might beat Queensland to that. Yeah, Northern Territory for sure. That's, uh, that's all they've got. That's lead story on the news. They're sort of dog on the surfboard at the end of the weather that we all get. That's fucking lead story. Some dickhead harnessing a crocodile or something. Man, if you want a good time, get on to um, ntnews.com.au and just click crime. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. They don't report drink driving under four times the legal limit. Unless you've blown point two, you're not getting in the paper. Yeah. Well, they've got a bigger speed limit, so that stands to the reason they've got a bigger uh, propensity for alcohol while they're driving as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, you've, been to, you've been just taking in the sunshine, have you? Mate, loving it. Doing. Uh, I'm, I'm outside most of the day. I'd sleep outside if I could. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, because yeah. we're stuck down in Melbourne, we're stuck inside for so fucking long, and yeah. then when you went outside, the weather was still shit. So, um, man, I am just having a fucking good time. Yeah, great, nice one. I'm fucking not. Yeah, what are you doing down in Sydney? Fucking digging holes is what I'm doing. Digging Oof. trenches, some classic inner west clay, just smashing shovels into that. It's fucked. It's killing me. I've been gigging. Did a gig last night, in fact. At yeah. a one of your mates, uh, Magic Club. A Magic Club? Your mate. <laughs> yes. They're around. Man, I had no idea, but yes, they are. And I'll tell you what, it really, when you go backstage at these sorts of places, it really reiterated for me, don't get your food where you get your entertainment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the yeah, that, absolute worst. That includes comedy, magic, music, and sport. Oh, yeah, man. Like jazz clubs and comedy clubs and the like, they are clearly food safety authority blind spots. Their yeah. kitchens are absolutely fucking revolting. 
no one's ever looked at them. But I didn't eat there, not not an idiot, but there didn't seem to be food service anyway last night. But just I can tell how fucked it is. And in the kitchen, they had some doves in cages, like a magic. You know, they had a had all these props out the back, like shit to how to, you know, saw a woman in half, that sort of business. Yeah. And um, all these half women out the back. Yeah. And um, and doves in cage. They looked. They did not look happy. But birds in cages don't look happy generally. But these ones look particularly unhappy. Yeah, because they've like seen they all were. their they've seen all their friends get fucking mushed over the years and just tipped it's out in the bin, like in the prestige. Into a hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these ones look like they look like pigeons that someone had spray painted white. Oh, <laughs> they were grubby, grubby little birds. It was gross. Like a, a guy anyway. waterhouse horse. Just yeah. a little touch of pain on there. Don't worry about it. Don't look into it. Fine cotton. Have you got any of that up there, have you? Fine cotton. That's its name. Was it. her dad? Was that her dad or her husband? I think it, I think it was her dad. I fucking hate horses, but yeah, it yeah. was a yeah, it was a Brisbane situation. Though I'm pretty sure it happened up there. Where else? Your mate. I think it was a Durban thing, but yeah, it just started sweating white paint at the end of the race. Like, yeah, fucking white, hang on. Fine cotton. Fine cotton. Yeah, fine cotton. Um, yeah, man, it fucking lived a while. 30, it got to 33 years old. I didn't know they made it that long. Um, the horses have horse years, or is that 33 normal actual years? 33 normal years, 76 to 2009. Good effort. Well, that's not bad. Not bad at all. That was front page for fucking ages. I remember that. Right around the time that Mad Dog Cox was on the loose, it was either Mad Dog Cox or Fine Cotton. That's what you got around the 83, 84 mark in the Courier Mail. Yeah. But at the Magic Club, did, did they have their... Um, the tricks that magicians use the most, which are hair replacement pills and lifts for their shoes. Did you see any of that out the back? <laughs> I saw some blister packs of Rohypnol and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking dodgy, man. Yeah. Um, it was a good gig, though. I don't want to be unfair. The lights were off. The, like the, the venue looked great, but you would not want to turn the lights on in that venue. But um, yeah, great gig. I'm going back there tomorrow night, in fact. Ta da. For another one. More of the same. Yeah. Man, um, no, but nobody would have called that at the start of the year. How's 2020 going to turn out? Well, Cody's going to go to Queensland and really get behind the Brisbane Broncos and Heggie's going to perform twice in a Magic Club in one week. Hey, is Brisbane Broncos your team now, is it? Is yeah, that I guess where we so. Are? Oh, I guess so. I went and saw them. On your... Yeah? I went to the game what, at Suncorp. Yeah. Uh, oh, they last... by the Dragons. Yeah, they lost to the St. George Dragons by a couple of points. It was quite a good game. How's, this is how shit the Broncos are going. And here's my theory. Tell me tell me what you think, being a Queenslander. Go on. Um, yep. Broncos, Friday night game at Suncorp. It's capped at 10,000 people for social distancing yep. reasons. They didn't sell it out. Now, um, oh, right. is that because the weather in Queensland is so good that if your sports team is shit, they go, there's other stuff we can do. Like, you've got to be fucking good to make us turn up. Well, like Queensland is a, I mean, everyone is, but notoriously fair weather fans and they fucking turn. They're rabid. I don't know. You've been to State of Origin and seen how they behave. Yeah. They're mad for it, but especially when they're winning. But uh, I dare say they've just abandoned the Broncos because they're, are they wooden spooners or second bottom or some yeah, shit? Terrible pretty team. Close, pretty close so to they're the bottom. Not, uh, yeah, most people don't get behind losers. 
I don't really like losers myself. Rubs off. I don't hang around with many. It's got to be weather-related because I know down in Melbourne with the AFL, in winter, there's nothing else going on. You wouldn't want to be outside for any other reason. The beaches are fucked. It's cold. So you go, I've got to do something. We may as well go to the footy. Whereas here, it's like if they're going shit, it's like we'll go to the Gold Coast or Sunny Coast or, you know, there's other options for entertainment. It's just a... Yeah, it's just a better place to be. Mel- like Melbourne, like like most towns that have football as as some sort of religion that they're somehow proud of. It's it's always a bit of a shit place in winter, <laughs> like England. It's fucked, and there's nothing else to do or get behind, so they just devote their lives to that. And start crying and shit. Grown men. Yeah. Um, bit sad. <laughs> it's uh, Queensland is a fight. I've never seen one cry though over Mate, football. In the early 20s, I went to the footy with my dad, yeah, about 10 years ago. And I remember it was a fucking really close game and our team, Essendon, just won. And in the end, on the walkout, I said, hey, dad, maybe you don't find this weird, but um, like I've actually forgotten about the game already. Like I don't care anymore. Like it was an awesome game, but I've, I don't have any emotional attachment to it anymore. Is that weird? And he said, nah, you're a fucking adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, if you walked out of here caring still, I'd be worried. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that special style of fan that league attracts, though, that they're a bit touched and uh, they're funny to look at. They turn up and watch training and stuff. Yeah. And they're sort of, their fingers have got that sort of chain wire fucking mark across it because they're not allowed into training, but they're always holding onto the cage, just trying to get close to the boys, those pricks. The ones whose, you know, their make-a-wish is to get in the change room, that sort of thing. My, my co-host on Triple M, Margot Parker, married to one of the Broncos greats, Corey Parker, she she showed me a person on Facebook. You know what? I'm going to get audio for next week. There's just a woman on Facebook that gives a post-match analysis each week. Yep. A selfie video wearing a Broncos jersey in front of a Broncos flag. Oh, brilliant. And yep. A, a, a fucking lunatic. And if you go on her Facebook page and just click videos, it's just a wall <laughs> oh. <laughs> of different videos. Come on, boys. We had that if you turned up in the first 20 minutes. We would have gone yeah. into half time, not under so much pressure. Katoni, yeah. beautiful breakaway try. Love it. Love the it. And you're like, who is this for? Yeah, it's amazing that they think that the boys might watch that. That's the best part of these people. I'll tell you what they don't like uh, is uh, rugby league fans is comedy. I, I don't know if we talked about this on this before, but my, my stint on the footy show, <laughs> fuck me. Terrible. I think I was the last comedian on there, but uh, yeah, they do not like stand-up. Oh, unless you're Carl Barron. Well, yeah. Yeah, unless you're someone from a happier era of their lives. But, I, love, um, I love their obsession with Carl Barron. There's a particular type of fuckstick on Facebook. It's normally, again somebody that'll put a space before a comma or a full stop um, yeah. that they love. You know what's wrong with comedy? PC's gone fucking mad, mate. It should be just fucking, I love fucking cunts that tell it like it is, your Carl Barron types. And I always yeah. think, what yeah. Carl Barron? <laughs> He's always talking, you know when you put your shoes on and the shoe goes, and then your fucking hat goes, Wee. <laughs> Yeah, they go, Carl, full stop, space, comma, Baron. That was comedy, wankers. Everything else sucks. You all suck, you new age pufters. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty good. Baron fucking hates his fans. Oh, like, you he would. He hates those pricks. 
has to leave everywhere early so he doesn't bump into anyone. That sort of shit. You read the last 10 minutes of his shows, like a two-pack hologram, so he can yeah. beat, beat the traffic <laughs> <laughs> just switches over at the 50-minute mark. <laughs> They're all too maggot by that stage to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I did a Zoom gig the other night. Fuck it up. That was that was like a big. It was at at the factory theater. It was a big bank of TVs with the audience, and they're just literally fat old couples in bed, on in bed, in bed, like drinking wine and just picking their noses and shit. And I, you got to look at that while you're trying to do a gig. And there were probably fifteen people in the room, <laughs> and that didn't that that didn't like me either. But yeah, it was pretty. It's a bit tough. I love comedy, I, but it is hard to laugh in bed. Like I've made that mistake of, you know, putting a Netflix special or something on on the laptop in bed. Yeah. And you just yeah. come on, put in some effort. Yeah. <laughs> what do you th- what would you usually do? Set up your room like it's a theater and set up your <laughs> lounge room. Sit there in an uncomfortable seat. Yeah. Pump the aircon, <laughs> put a smoke machine on in the corner, really get into it. Smash a glass on the floor, yell out taxi, that sort of business. <laughs> Get that club feel. What happened your um your rugby league, the NRL footy show, for those that don't know, uh, mm. weekly show, um, just talking footy. I think it's done now though, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's done. Fairly sure it was the last stand up on there. Right. But then yeah, it was it was horrible. Like they really hated it. Why was it so bad? Oh, they're just just fat, fucking losers just sitting there with their arms crossed over skin tight football jerseys, just staring at me for a few minutes. Plus, Fatty Vorton, the host, yeah, he get, he starts off with so uh, it's time for a little bit of uh, and then does his little head wobble, a little bit of uh, stand up comedy. <laughs> like that's how that's how you get introduced. So if you go, I'm fucked here. There's no way they don't respect stand up. They certainly don't respect me. Fucking terrible. They sort of, the last sort of 10 years of the footy show, they bring a stand-up on and go, oh, get stand-up back. Bring one on and go, nah, it's not Carl Barron, is it? And then it'd be another year until they brought another one on. I've seen some horrible deaths, but I reckon mine's up there. Right. Not, I'm no Craig McLaughlin, but it was oh, still yeah, up there. Yeah, that's the best. If you can find that, I think he got most of that scrubbed off the internet. But Craig yeah. McLaughlin <laughs> bombing on there. Very good. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> what I love too, the the sketches on the NRL and AFL footy show. It's probably the most popular sketch shows in Australian comedy, which is a real shame. Oh, why would you watch stand up that's been written when you can watch Sterling Fatty eating a fucking chili <laughs> over and over? <laughs> and the big man, some big man. It's always a big man. Get the bloody big man on there and uh, make him. Make him cry eating a chili or something. That's fucking yeah. gold. That's oh, brilliant. The best sketch on the NRL footy show wasn't intended to be funny. That was the um, the arm wrestling competition. Oh, when Wendell broke a guy's arm? Was that <laughs> it? I forget whose arm it was. But, yeah, they do an arm wrestling comp and he just completely snaps the bloke's forearm. Yeah. And I, got think, one of those... I think one oh. of the hosts had a closer look and went, oh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not we'll be right back, or you've seen a bit of yeah. the older or the radius, whatever those fucking bones are. One of them's popping oh, out the side. Oh. Yuck. Ugh. Yuck. Yuck a <laughs> Well, should we get into this week? Yeah, man. Let's crack on. All right, mate. So this week we've got uh, 
Mallorca to Glasgow route, a classic route. Uh, we're talking flying colours airlines, if you can get your fucking head around that. <laughs> and October 26th, yeah, go on. Sorry, when you told me about that earlier, uh, you were saying, hey, this is the one I want to talk about this week. I did a quick Google search. What a great shit airline name. Oh, superb. Man, the, their logo looks like I designed it on paint. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> it's pretty. It's uh, It only ran for four years. Yeah, 1996 to 2000, out of primarily but, Manchester, Glasgow and Gatwick, to give you a snapshot of the clientele. Yeah, and, and Newcastle was their other operating base, so... Flying colours. Have have a look. I'll I'll chuck it up on the Instagram. The logo though does really look like a bit of um, a bit of fucking Word ninety five, bit of Word art. Yeah, might as well be a flying toaster. Remember that? No. Oh, it's a screensaver. Classic early nineties screensaver was a flying toaster. Well, in nineteen ninety eight, flying colours two years into their existence, they were acquired by Thomas Cook and consequently merged with Caledonian Airways which has nothing to do with New Caledonia. Ooh, exotic. No, regular Caledonia, the poetic Latin for modern Scotland, a romantic <laughs> location where a fish and chip shop owner is well within his rights to fucking towel you up if you object to the curry-flavoured gravy he's doused your chips with despite <laughs> you never asking for it. What a place. So you're telling me that if you're in the UK, you don't get amongst their fish and chip culture? Absolutely not. You're not a mushy peas man? Fuck no. Disgusting. All disgusting slop. <laughs> I'll only eat it there. I'd never have mushy peas or curry sauce here, but over there they don't have proper fish and chip shit, like potato cakes and dimmies. And... They absolutely don't. They, they proclaim themselves as the champions of the world of fish and chips. It's fucking wrong. If I had to pick one, probably New Zealand, champions of fish and chips. I think oh, the really? best. Oh, the best is there, yeah. Real good. What Very have they good. got? What are their... What are their little uh, side pieces? Do they have any, or are you just a straight up fish and chips man? Oh, that's that's on the basket of goods of just a straight up fish and chips. But they have got some good side aspects. They do good scallops. They do they do real good good shellfish and good um, abalone. They do like uh, power power cakes and stuff. Yeah, fucking nice man, real good. But um, the the Scottish diet though, absolutely appalling. I mean, your mates, the Irish, they've um. They've always had a bad reputation for an untenably poor diet and general ill health. But the Scottish, they've been quietly achieving something similar for centuries and no one's tried to pinch their potatoes ever. They've just done it. I mean, I'm not here to diss the sweaty socks. They're great. Some of them, some Scottish, right, they've gone so far as to learn English to a point where they can be partially understood some of the time. So I don't mind those ones. I, you know, I don't want to rip into the Scottish. I'm working with some Scottish too. I've got some Scottish mates. Just sort of last week I went to a, a friend's house and attended a Scottish piss-up, which the rest of us refer to as fucking night time. But um, that's what that, – they are fucking animals. Probably – I mean, not, not as bad as the Irish. The Irish consume about 50% more on average booze, but they're still massive boozers, the Scottish. Um. Anyway, so this uh, Flying Colours Airlines, right, they, they became JMC Airlines. And then, to keep things simple, haven't Thomas heard of them Cook. Either. Didn't hear a JMC? No, I haven't heard of JMC, but Thomas Cook we have spoken about in previous episodes. You never want the travel agency to own the airline. Fuck no. There are just corners being cut 
well, you want no part of. Well, I'll tell you one corner that wasn't cut, buddy. Flying Colours Airlines, um, they were... This is... I, I don't know if we mentioned the date, too. This is if you cast your mind back to October 26, 1999. Oh! So the... Uh, the timer had already clocked on for Y2K and uh, was fast approaching. Flying Colours Airlines, and this is impressive, they're the first UK airline to offer LCD TV screens in the cabins, which is a fabulous feat if they fucking work. <laughs> and that is precisely the beginning of this problem. Oh, no. None other than David Ansari, 33 at the time, of Glasgow, had enjoyed his holiday in Mallorca despite experiencing the state-of-the-art LCD screens on the outbound flight to not be in working order. And he's returning to best Glasgow. Best-case scenario. Sorry, best-case scenario for our 33-year-old mate David here coming back from Spain, heading back to Scotland. Best case is he's happy drunk. That's best case because he's not sober. Yeah. And it could be where he could be very hungover. So what you want is a happy drunk David. Well, I don't think he was from what I read. Um, he was returning to Glasgow to continue shortening his lifespan with an anti-green food diet and iron brew, and um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's he's got on got he's got on the plane. You wouldn't believe this. The screens didn't work again. So oh. um, David was quite upset that his children would not be able to keep occupied for the journey. And fair enough, it's unprecedented in human history that children have to use their imaginations for the best part of three fucking hours. So. He has kicked off and uh, yep. ended up being a bit of, watch this, kids. This is how you handle life when it doesn't fall exactly into place for you, <laughs> Scottish style. <laughs> I, these parents just, that's that's no mindfulness. That That's people that aren't thinking ahead in any way. Like, could this affect my child possibly in the future if yeah. I just kick the <laughs> fuck out of someone here? Would that give them a fear of planes, of me, of... Yeah, well, he's um, he started with what kind of fucking aircraft is this? He shouted at the stewards, and I'd like to think at least yeah. one replied, "A Boeing seven five seven, sir." But uh, yeah. I don't know. Just have a look, have a look on your safety card. There, we'll mention it. Yeah. Also, tell you where the exits are. <laughs> <laughs> Big letters at the uh, top. <laughs> I assume when they haven't answered him, um, he said, "Wait till we get, wait till we get to Glasgow," which was received as a threat. Oh, hold on. What's it? What's he pulling the fucking, I'll call my cousins? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. What sort of shit is that? Wait till we get to Glasgow. <laughs> what, your fists don't work in the sky, cunt? Bus. <laughs> <laughs> threats like this, from what I can gather, threats are a bit like a fence. They have to be taken as such. Never given. <laughs> Wait till we get to Glasgow. That, that, to me, is what a mother says to the seven children in her sedan on her way back from the west of Scotland go-karting track. <laughs> To let them know their dad is going to thrash at least fucking three of them. Wait till we get to Glasgow, kids. And they sit there shitting themselves. By the by, I don't know if when you were there, you went to West of Scotland go-karting track, but... Uh, no. By all accounts, a great day out. And um, <laughs> I found myself but on you the gotta, reviews. <laughs> but you gotta, you got to consider the lives of the people that would attend that and then go on the internet to leave a review. What other things yeah. have they done? You know? Yeah, well, uh, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, it's, lo- it's located only 25 minutes from Glasgow. It has friendly staff, a large track, and fast carts. By all accounts, it's superb. 
nearly all accounts is what I mean by that. Oh, no. Only three weeks ago, right, Stuart Ferguson of Glasgow itself said that the marshal with the pink hive has total wee man syndrome, spoiled his day, <laughs> treated people like school children and didn't like being talked back to one star. So <laughs> Stu wasn't happy with the way he was being spoken to. Wee in, man syndrome sounds like somebody that leaves a review on the internet instead of just dealing with it in the moment. Yeah, I mean, in the wee man's defence, school children are the only clientele you should fucking have there. But uh, adults can go there too, <laughs> what about, evidently. What about, fun, what about fun corporate parties? <laughs> <laughs> I love those corporate parties where you sort of bond by shooting a secretary in the face with a fucking paintball. <laughs> What's that? What is that? Terrible. Uh, did I ever tell you about my the last time I went go-karting when I blacked out? No. While you're go-karting? On the car? Well, that wasn't, it wasn't from G-Force. I wasn't pushing it <laughs> to, to a certain level that blood couldn't get to my brain. This was, <laughs> fuck, this would be ten, over 10 years ago. My girlfriend at the time was working at a pub in Melbourne Worked all day, and at the end of the shift, I'd always stay back, have a few pints, talk shit, blah, blah, blah. I've stayed longer on this night. My girlfriend at the time surprised me out of nowhere and said, date night, we're going go-karting. Now, by this point, I am fucking blind. She's driven us there. I've gotten out. You go in, sign a waiver. This is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And they said, all right, um, have you had anything to drink today? Of course, I said no. Why would I say yes? They said, yeah. well, we've still got to breathalyze you anyway. And I blew into the thing and I blew 0.00, which like, just shows that their machine is so broken. Well, First they, of all, need no, the, they need the business. Yeah. No adult should be sober go-karting. What? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Especially you don't want to ruin a perfect date night by just getting there and uh, turning around. So good on you. Yeah. They should show you and go, sorry, mate, you're 0.08. You go, fuck, over 0.05. And they go, nah, under 0.1. The fuck do you think you're doing? Get another few beers in you and come back for a crack. <laughs> the fucking go-kart. But I remember however long the race took, I uh, overtook her on the last corner and fanging down the straight, I thought, I'm pretty wrecked here. I reckon I've got time to just close my eyes for a second. Oh, man. And then I j- just smashed into the wall. Did you wreck the go-kart? I was pretty fucked up. <laughs> Not bleeding or anything, just just a bit of whiplash. Yeah. They got me upstairs and said, oh, you can't come back here again. And they made me watch it. I said, mate, there was something wrong with the steering wheel. And they said, no, nah, watch this video. And I turned the corner and then I just slump over the steering wheel and went <laughs> down the street. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Jesus so Christ. So obvious that... Did you get it? Oh. I'd love a copy of that. That'd be a good little bit of video. Yeah, I know. If you could get it. Well, <laughs> no. Uh, the only other, like at West of Scotland go-kart track, seemed everyone's real happy from the from reviews I see, except one and one other bloke, Callum Jap, and these are the most, you know, important reviews to get the shit ones. Just about the only other disgruntled customer. He said, uh, if it's your first time or you have a mental health disorder, don't expect them to care or even ask. One star. <laughs> imagine imagine if you're a business and you've got to stand at the door and say, first time here, yeah, mental, yeah. To, every, to everyone who comes in. Fucking hell. You wouldn't have got in, slumped over the wheel. They wouldn't have cared about you. No, let's celebrate it in Scotland, that fucking Port Melbourne, that they get a bit hoity-toity about the whole thing. Yeah. I'd be so, king of a track or something. I'd probably get a free T-shirt. <laughs> 
I, I blacked out and still finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, after, after the initial disappointment and subsequent abuse of the cabin staff, David Ansari has then settled down. And by that, I mean yep. he's, he's, he's actually doubled down by booming to the whole plane. There is a fire on the runway. We'll, be, we'll not be taking off. This is the captain speaking. They just stood up and yelled that. What a fucking statement. Oh, wow. Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, this probably confounded the other passengers. They're all thinking, why does the captain have a beer necklace and why is he shouting? It's a PA system. <laughs> this is the most sunburnt pilot I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine their confusion when the plane took off anyway. <laughs> he's got a good half a foot of skin ready to fall off that left shoulder. Yeah. He's got. A, he's a pilot with with shorts on and a big scooter fucking exhaust burn up the side of his leg. <laughs> Plane's taken off through the fire and everything. It's uh, it's amazing they just they just let that fly. Uh, he's continued to be a menace throughout the three hour flight, and uh, but he didn't turn of violent, course. which was you know anti anti Scottish. I don't know, well, was, but he still had the field waiting, waiting for him. to get to Glasgow. Oh, he's waiting for Glasgow, but he didn't have the chance. The filth were waiting for him upon touchdown in Glasgow Airport, gateway to Scotland. And you'll be happy to know, the home to a Krispy Kreme kiosk. Oh, great. Glasgow's main airport. Must go go bonkers there. I remember when Krispy Kreme opened in Melbourne. I think it was out in in the suburbs somewhere, and there were fucking just massive queues waiting for it. Couldn't have been bigger. Fucking revolting. Were you in Sydney when Krispy Kreme came out? Probably. I don't know. I saw people getting them on planes and stuff. Yeah, I'd work in I was working different office jobs at the time and if people had been up for the day for a meeting in Sydney and came back to Melbourne, they'd always come past the mailroom where I was and chuck us a box of assorted Krispy Kremes Fuck's for the sake. crew. What a what an indictment on our society that is. Fucking hell. I can't get near the joint. Well it was before they it was before they jumped the shark and ended up in Seven Eleven and started doing different flavors and shit. When it was just, I think when it was just that original glazed or whatever, that was a pretty hectic donut to eat. Because beforehand, I'd had maybe a donut king, um, like a cinnamon cinnamon donut from a donut king, or maybe one of those fucked pineapple flavored. You ever have one of those? Absolutely not. So you're saying Krispy Kreme started out as a high quality donut. And then mass production turned it into a piece of shit. Is that it? I just think it was a little bit better. Right. I don't. I mean, I didn't walk into the first one when it opened, but getting near the joint still smells the same. It's like walking past the fucking subway. Very consistent and very bad. I've heard there's a, I've heard there's a spray they pump at the subway to make it smell like that. It's the only conspiracy theory I'll get behind. What, they pump out into the public? Onto the street? Yeah. Yeah, there's a... Sp- a specific smell. I reckon they, they should have made a better one. It's fucking gross. So David, with the uh, with the fallout from uh, from this incident, because the filth got involved, he pleaded guilty to conducting himself in a disorderly manner by persistently shouting and swearing, which he did for a few hours, uttering threats and committing a breach of the peace. These are all very um, like. Uh old descriptions like the laws don't match the behavior yeah absolutely you know what i mean (laughs) breaching the peace and yeah the guy that's fucking maggot yeah we're not leaving (laughs) there's a fire on the runway (laughs) just doesn't match that language yeah like obviously they can't update 
the uh, the law books to in- include things like, you know, you've been charged with just being an absolute fuckstick on a plane. I, I reckon they might at some stage. I mean, they got rid of words like doff and stuff. We're only a fucking couple of decades away from words like cunt and fuckstick being uttered by judges. <laughs> That'd be sick. Um, so, despite being shame-faced in court, uh, David was jailed for two months at Paisley Sheriff Court, where there's... That is massive. Where, you know, there's a brand spanking new access ramp, for what I can see, right out the front for those blokes who become disabled as soon as someone accuses them of something. Um, so, um... I mean, when, when you when you look at Paisley, right, it doesn't doesn't rate a mention in conversations about the roughest part of Glasgow. It's quite a heated debate, and they're quite proud of what the roughest areas are in their own city. Like I looked at a like a Reddit forum, yeah. like "fuck you, man." I've never seen any stabbings down there. There's heaps outside my fucking local, like shit like that. Quite into it, but that doesn't mean it's not violent yeah. in any other language. Love a stab. They love a stab there. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. I mean, Paisley is still violent in anyone's language that's not Scottish gobbledygook. Um, the courthouse, right, it's quite handily located five minutes from the airport. So for a top day out, you can grab a dozen Krispy Kremes and head straight to Paisley Court and watch some grubs getting a dressing down. Probably bump into a relative while you're there, I'd reckon. <laughs> Krispy Kremes, having a cheeky Krispy Kreme at the magistrate. Oh, wow. Next time I feel compelled to go to court, I'm taking a dozen Krispies and just sitting in the, the uh, sort of spectator's box. <laughs> My joy. <laughs> Great. How many are Fuck. on a jury? 12? Perfect. That's what I need. Twelve, A dozen yeah. assorted, thanks. <laughs> That'd be your opening statement, just handing them out. Quite fucking, quite hot-headed, the Glaswegians, though, from, from not just mine, but everybody's experience. Um I reckon the night shift cleaners would be able to hear the daytime tantrums still echoing through the courthouse. Well, conversations in Glasgow begin at 100 decibels and generally escalate from there. <laughs> They're fucking angry at hundreds of years of, of no sun and general misery. Um, located. <laughs> like, <laughs> Vitamin D is very important. <laughs> Located only a two-minute walk from the courthouse is O'Connor's Irish Pub, which uh, oh, perfect. Which where you can really let off some steam after an unjust decision. Head to O'Connor's for a traditional Scottish knees up and a healthy dose of the fabled crack. While you're at it, the Irish crack, <laughs> which is the crack has claimed a lot of fucking lives over the years, hasn't it? <laughs> The violent, yeah, the violent version of banter. Yeah, <laughs> banter. But, I mean, the... Um, <laughs> Bit of fucking bants, mate. The crack. You don't like the crack, Eggy? Bit of the crack? No, I don't. I, I don't buy into that, nor do I buy into banter. You don't You don't like Irish terms like the crack? What about gaff? Head back to the gaff? No, I don't like any of that. No. <laughs> I don't like the fucking... Makes it sound fun. Don't like their fucking haircuts either while we're here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of blood has been shed, though, don't worry, down at O'Connor's of Paisley, in fact. Oh, of course. No, That's a Venus flytrap of violent offenders. Okay. Ticks a lot of boxes. No lives lost recently, but uh, a 27-year-old man last year was bashed 
very badly. I didn't see the results, but I did see the CCTV footage of the man police want to talk to. Don't know if they caught up with him, but he's described as being white with a heavy build, 35 to 40 years old, bald, wearing a green top and blue jeans. So every male above the age of 20 in Glasgow (laughs) was a suspect. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they've rounded it down to everyone. Yeah. Great. (laughs) That's like playing guess who and saying, is the person on the board? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The um, O'Connor's pub, and this is impressive. Boasts boasts an impressive. Hey, gr- by the yeah, sorry, green green top, green top at the Irish pub. Yeah. Is it a? Is it a? Do you reckon? Is it a Celtic fan, like a Scottish football Celtic fan that's kicked off, or is it like an Irish rugby union shirt? Oh, definitely not rugby union. It's a Celtic pub, so that's where they. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but it wasn't it, it wasn't a Celtic's top or anything. I um. I you know what I did. Well, I I had a friend who had a Celtics top, and I'm ashamed to admit I put this on. I was in New Zealand. They had this themed party for the end of uh, the comedy did, festival. You didn't enjoy like it a, at all. No, you had to go as a you had to go as a country, and I was I was living on couches and sleeping in the park during the day. I had no fucking money. People turn up with sombreros and moustaches and ponchos and shit, and really put an effort in. I turned up with my mate's Celtic top and a necklace I made out of potatoes. <laughs> and just combed my hair forward and threatened to bash people. <laughs> Everyone said I was one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a heavily gelled fucking front comb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I caught his pub, despite its filth. Has, uh, it's, it's received a very impressive pass rating in the UK Food Hygiene Information Scheme. And that's uh, that's probably because the only green item in a Scottish kitchen is fucking mould. <laughs> they can see it a mile away. So pretty good sign. Um, in any case, down at O'Connor's, grab yourself a packet of pork scratchings and a tepid pint of lager to be consumed strictly inside the pub. They lost their outdoor licence in late 2018 for encouraging punters to sing IRA songs in the beer garden. (laughs) Match days can get rowdy. Fuck it. What a joint. Oh, it's pretty good. Do you reckon they have a courtesy bus from the court? So it's like not guilty. You go, fuck yeah. You just hop on the... (laughs) You'd be on there with the judge, the jury, and all the defence and the attack. They give you a little... Not guilty, you just get a little four-leaf clover fucking stamp on your hand, jump the queue. <laughs> no such thing as not guilty there, it's just guilty and fucking lucky. <laughs> anyway, um, oh. yeah, on one particular match day there, they were singing uh, Sean South of Gary Owen, which is a prominent IRA song out in the backyard and and climbing up the, the lady who rented... Uh, the place next door's, you know, wall to get to a window and yell at her because she was an immigrant, that sort of stuff. So lost their licence. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) For outside trade. But um, I can't find David Ansari now. I don't know if he fucking can. He might be dead. Who knows? But uh, two months in the clink, you've got to tell your kids that. 
Yeah, two months in the clink. And by the way, if you're worried if he's dead or not, he was 33 in what year? 1990. Making him about 54 now. So, yeah, yeah, and he's Scottish. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. He's been dead for 10 years. Oh, and had a bloody good innings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I feel like we've bashed, we've, we've ripped into the Scots quite a lot. And if anyone you know, could figure out how to listen to podcasts, I'll probably get bashed myself when I get to work. But fuck it. Say what you want. That's a good thing about this pod. We've, well, we've made fun of the fact that of our, certain parts of our bargain upbringing and we make fun of bargains a lot, so fuck it. The Scots get a go this week. Absolutely. Um, and they'll... We definitely won't get cancelled for making fun of Scots now, but who knows in the future. Oh, no, I don't think they'll be putting their hands up. They're pretty good sports generally. They know the fucking deal. So do the Paddies. They're filthy. Oh, definitely. See, that's why I, I'm, I feel bad that you had a rough time at Edinburgh Fringe because they've been. I did it three years in a row. They were three of the most fun months I've ever had in my life. Yeah, right But, like... Even a comic of your stature, you went there and sold a shit ton of tickets and made nothing. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I, I would go there, sell fuck all tickets and lose probably, you know, my car and fucking be in debt for yeah. two years. I can't be doing that. Fuck that. Yeah. The, th- the third year I did crack the shits when I found out the guy who owned the group of venues that I was in had a moat. Around his castle. Jesus Christ. And he was taking 45% of the door. What a fuck. That's, that's bashable anyway. Why has he got a moat? Has he got a fucking drawbridge and shit like a little nerd? Dungeons and Dragons fuckwit. Piranhas in there and stuff. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> I mean, the middlemen do look after themselves very, very well in life, but comedy's rife for it. And middle women. I don't yeah. see anyone clambering to change that fucking term because it's such an ugly fucking concept. But uh, there's plenty of that. And they are, they cover themselves well. So I'm not rushing back. I got the red rag. I got you away from the Scots at the end there <laughs> by just mentioning unfair percentages, and you've sprinted <laughs> right at the middlemen <laughs> and fucking got them. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, that brings us to, to the end of another episode of Mid Flight Brawl. Flying Colours Airlines. We'll miss you. Uh, what was the bloke's name? David. David Ansari. Sorry. Yeah, he's dead. Let's just assume. Yeah. All right, David Ansari, you had a good innings. I think Whatever we're safe. you got to, it it was above thirty three, so you were most likely in a retirement home there in Scotland, just trying to enjoy. It. <laughs> 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 I wonder. I wonder if his lawyer did say that. Maybe that's why he only got two months. Go, sir. You. Go, <laughs> how much life does he have left? I thought two months. <laughs> I thought two months was harsh. <laughs> They go to a, an over-35s assisted living facility after that. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another, another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Mid-Air Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's Mid-Flight Brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.